Hello everyone, it's David Jamesung here, back for another week of All My Friends Are In Bar Bands. I hope you're doing well, I hope that you are getting out to check out as much awesome live music as you can possibly muster, and I hope you're in a good place, I hope you're uh, staying in touch with your friends and family, and uh, yeah, just keeping positive, you know, I think I think that's something that we all need. I'm very excited to be sharing today's guest with you. It is the wonderful American singer-songwriter Phoebe Bridges. Phoebe was out here uh, just a couple of weeks ago uh, in support of her album Stranger in the Alps. Uh, She did her first ever headlining shows here in Australia. Uh, And in between all of that, I got a brief chance to speak to her about her career thus far. I do want to give a disclaimer before uh, we get into it. Uh, Some of you might have seen the name and assumed that there's some sort of big scoop in here or some sort of tell-all in the fallout of the uh, New York Times article, but uh, I'm here to tell you that that is just not the case. Uh, We did this interview literally the day before the New York Times article came out, so I had no idea... And uh, it it didn't come up at all, and I wouldn't have felt comfortable bringing it up even if I did. Yeah, this is strictly a talk about music and influence uh, and uh, growing up and touring, etc., etc. All the usual fanfare that comes with all my friends are in bar bands. So I'm very sorry, but if you're expecting anything else, I would strongly suggest that you tune out now. If you are interested in sticking around, however, I am pretty happy with how this turned out. Phoebe was an interesting one because, like, I think she's used to just giving very curt and very, like, straightforward responses, whereas this is more of a a rolling and free-flowing kind of chat, so I had to do a little bit of pushing here and there in order to kind of keep the conversation going, Uh, but hopefully it didn't come across too awkward, like, uh... She wasn't rude or anything like that at all. She was absolutely lovely. She was just... I think it's just her way of conversing and her way of interviewing, which is obviously a very different way of uh, the way that I interview. So, yeah, it was kind of a styles clashing, if you will. But uh, I'm very happy I got to do it. I'm very glad I got to meet Phoebe. She's a very bright and very talented young woman, and uh, she's going to continue to take on the world. If you haven't heard it already, Phoebe just dropped a new record uh, a matter of weeks ago uh, with Connor Oberst. They have a new project together called Better Oblivion Community Center, and it is already one of the frontrunners for the album of the year, in my humble opinion. It's one of the best things uh, Connor Oberst has done in years. Uh, Phoebe sounds fantastic. Their voices go so well together. It's, uh, It's a really, really special record, and I could not recommend it higher, so... Yeah, definitely want to check that out. I want to give a big thank you to Phoebe for taking the time to speak to us uh, for this episode. Massively, massively appreciated. And I also want to give a big thank you to Meg Williams over at Inertia uh, for helping to set this up as well. Really, really appreciate the time and the effort that went into making this happen. So big thank you to both of those people. If you'd like to get in touch, you can do so barbandspod at gmail.com, B-A-R-B-A-N-D-S-P-O-D at gmail.com. We're also barbandspod on Twitter and on Facebook. You can also go to allmyfriendsareinbarbands.com. 
You can rate and review and subscribe to the podcast over on Apple Podcasts uh, or indeed wherever you get your podcasts. We're also on Spotify and Stitcher, so you can find us there. And if you would like to support me and the podcast financially, you can do so for as little as $1 a month. And you can do that by heading over to patreon.com slash David James Young for bonus content and extra perks here and there. That is Patreon, P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash David James Young. All right, let's get into it right now. This is my chat with the wonderful and incredibly talented Phoebe Bridges. Jim Chung and all my friends are in bar bands. Today I'd like to introduce you to my friend Phoebe Bridges. Hey, how's it going? I'm very well, thank you. How are you? Pretty good. Very happy to hear that. It is Wednesday afternoon. We are in Sydney at a very fancy undisclosed hotel. Oh, you'll be gone by the time this comes out, it doesn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> they can find what floor you're on. <laughs> uh, and uh, this is your first time ever to Australia. Correct? Yes. Well, yes. welcome. Thanks. How's it been going so far? It's awesome. I love it. It's great. It was oddly timed that all three members of Boy Genius were going to be here over the course of like a month or so. No, so crazy. <laughs> Ships in the night. Do our agents not talk to one another? <laughs> <laughs> no, they do not. <laughs> yes, obviously thinking of thinking of Julian at this time, but uh, it's very wonderful to have you here all the same. Thanks. Uh, yeah. So how have the shows been going? So how many shows have you played so Just one. Last Just the night. one. Oh, yeah. sweet. Uh, at Oxford Affectry, yeah. 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 How'd it go? Great. It was really fun. Wonderful. And you've brought your band out with you on this tour as well? Uh, I brought my percussionist and um, my friend Christian Lee Hudson who plays, like, more acoustic guitar. So, it's... We're still figuring out what we sound like. We, like, barely had a rehearsal before we left. Yeah, right. Do you normally play with, like, a bigger band when you're yeah. in the States? Yeah. I, Marshall always plays with me. He plays drums. He's the boy genius drummer as well. But ah, yeah. he... Uh, so, he plays drums, sings harmony... Uh, I have a guitar player, Harrison Whitford, uh, Nick White on the keys, who is in Bright Eyes, and my friend Emily Retzis on bass, who is actually from Adelaide. Oh. Yeah. Small world. Yeah. <laughs> Do you go to Adelaide on this tour? No, I ah. don't. But hopefully next time we come, we will... Yeah. Fingers crossed. Yeah. Fingers crossed. So I begin these by tracing back the initial interest in music, specifically where it changed from being something where maybe it was something you were watching on TV, listening to on the radio, etc., changing from that thing to something where it was like, this is what I want to do, I want to sing, I want to play instruments, I want to be in a band, all that sort of thing. Like, uh, how did music kind of factor into your childhood, and was there any particular moment where it was like a switch-on moment for you? I think I always romanticized bands, like I just really wanted to be in a band, but I, and I can't really remember not wanting to be, so, yeah. so there's no switch-on moment. It was just like... As far as I can remember, I've always wanted to be in bands. Yeah. yeah. What kind of stuff were you listening to growing up? 
Lots of classic rock. I feel like I came pretty late to the game to a lot of stuff that I would end up love, like loving like emo and whatever was going on at the time I was not listening to. I was like listening to like Jackson Brown and Joni Mitchell and Neil yeah, Young so. and and then um yeah, like Nirvana was about as contemporary as I got and then and then yeah. Where did you grow up? Uh Pasadena, which is kind of right outside of LA. Right, okay. So is it one of those kind of communities where it's just far away enough from like any sort of music scene? Like, is it kind of got like a small town mentality or is it kind of close enough to the city where you could get to shows pretty easily? It's basically LA. Like LA yeah, is right. so spread out that, that it's, it's LA. Like my whole band, or not my whole band, but a lot of my band lives there now. Yeah, it's like t- 10 minutes from my current apartment, which is kind of like right in the middle of town. So right. yeah. So you've always just kind of stuck around that area. Yeah. Yeah, sure. What is it about that area that's always kind of kept you wanting to stay there? Well, I live, like, now I live, like, right in the middle of Silver Lake. L.A. is kind of like a million different cities um, all in one, and they're all really close. I would totally move back to Pasadena, though. It's it's nice and quiet and... And yeah, like a bunch of my favorite bands are moving there because it's nice and quiet. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's, what, that's what you'd be able to for sure. Do you remember the first time you ever played live? Uh, it was probably at an open mic. Like I used to, like Claremont, which is actually far from LA. It's like an hour. There's a folk music center out there that's really cool. And, mm-hmm. and they had an open mic and my mom would like drive me out to play. So it was probably that. Wow. Was your mom kind of encouraging early on? Yeah. Yeah. Was she a musician as well? No, she just like loves music. Right, sure, yeah. So she would have been the one passing down records and stuff like that? Yeah. Totally, yeah, yeah, yeah. So were you just playing solo at that point, or were you playing in bands in high school? I, I was playing solo, I think I was in middle school probably when that happened, but then I would go to play bands, play in bands in high school. I went to like a performing arts high school. My drummer is now in the drums and like produced their last record. Yeah, like yeah. there there are like tons of people who made it from Loxa to be in other bands. My friend Marlon is in a band called the Gold Star. Haim went to my high school. Right. Yeah. A lot of competition there. <laughs> yeah, totally. <laughs> so what kind of stuff were you playing like uh, when you were first starting out? Like uh, was there anything musically in particular that you were really inspired by or that you were trying to pursue in particular? I don't think so. I think I just wanted to... I knew that whatever I gravitated towards was pretty song-based. Yeah, I loved Neil Young, and I wanted to be like him, and and then I would grow up to, like, start listening to more of my peers' music and got into Bright Eyes, and just, like, the through line was songwriting. So I think that's what I wanted to do. Yeah, sure. Uh, So I guess at what point did... That kind of pickup, like, I, I can only assume, like, through high school and stuff like that, you would have had, like, other interests and things like that. Like, was there any particular point where, you know, you were kind of focusing specifically on music, like, career-wise? Was there any particular moment where you just, like, this is the path I'm going to take? Again, no. Like, I think I always, for better or worse, like, always wanted to do it and, like, had no backup plan. And that's that's why I ended up going to LOXA, the Performing Arts High School. I just, like... Yeah, I was, like, pretty set in my ways. <laughs> yeah, sure. Um, so after high school, like, uh, how did things pick up from there? Like, are you just still consistently gigging around your area? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just, like, played as much as possible and then, like, ended up getting an agent and and it just kind of snowballed, yeah. Right, yeah, yeah. 
what was the community like around that point? Like, uh, were you kind of like in with a lot of different musicians and stuff like that? Was it a kind of thing where everyone knew everyone, or is it again like one of those things where it's so big it's difficult to? You know, I'm sure there are like music scenes that I don't know anybody from in LA. Like, yeah. I think it is so spread out that that makes sense, but also. Mm-hmm. It was a, it's pretty small town mentality. Like there's this one venue, the bootleg by my house where like, I literally can't go home from tour and not have to go like five times in a row because all my friends are playing. So, so it is like kind of a tight knit, everybody knows everybody community. Yeah. So, uh, at what point did you kind of break away from that? When, when did you start like touring in earnest? Um, I, I kind of consider my first legit real tour. Like I, I, I had great tours i toured with the violent femmes i toured with wow yeah tour, like blitz and trapper i toured with some like really cool bands but the first tour that felt really important was the julian baker tour in the beginning yeah. of like 2016 because people were discovering her like or had just discovered her in like the past year because she yeah. put out her first thing and yeah, people yeah, yeah. people were very receptive to something else to discover so listen to me uh, opening, which was great. So yeah, I consider that my first tour. I, I did the Boy Genius feature for Laneway, and you were mentioning how when that Julian record came out, like everyone was saying, "Oh, she sounds exactly like you." Yeah. Like, All right, fine. I guess I'll have to listen. Totally. <laughs> I don't know. Do you, do you feel like there's like that inherent set mentality of like everyone being in competition with one another? Like as soon as. As soon as a new artist comes out, it's just it's just like, well, this X is the new Y. It's just like, well, X is already there, you know? Yeah, totally. Like the Bruce Springsteen, Bob Dylan joke. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's bizarre. Yeah, what were those early tours like for you? I mean, Christ, how old would you have been at, the, at that point? Like 19, I think. Yeah. Was, yeah. Unbelievable. That's a lot to take in for a 19-year-old. <laughs> yeah. Was it kind of overwhelming, like, you know, especially doing big shows like like Violent Femmes and Blitz and Trapper and stuff like that? Yeah, well, the Violent Femmes tour sucked. Like, it was just (laughs) giant. Like, they were all really sweet, but the rooms were giant, and I was pretty acoustic. Mm. It was nice, like, and character building and humbling. But but the first tour that felt like very magical and overwhelming at the same time was the Julian tour. Like, like it's still overwhelming. But yeah, it was great. Yeah. And what about, I guess, moving into being a headlining artist in your own right? Like, uh, at what point were you starting to do more more tours and shows in support of that? I played my first, like, or did my first real headline tour a year ago. Yeah, right. So, yeah, it's been a whirlwind. What do you remember about that first tour? Ooh, I remember this one venue called the Soda Bar in San Diego. That's like the, the, there were, like, fans like connected to the bathrooms because so many people had like thrown up that I before oh that they needed God. they needed to like fan out the vomit smell. And then we ended tour at the Wiltern in LA, which is like a venue that I grew up seeing all my favorite bands at and wow. had just seen Father John Misty at and like Holy I shit. so it was truly awesome and a great year. Yeah, I can imagine. What what do you remember about that show in particular? Was it kind of like a surreal moment like sound checking on that stage knowing you like you've been on the receiving end of you know in that room like yeah on the other end of it yeah it was super surreal i've had a couple of those but that was the that was like the biggest one and and then it was boy genius was ending the show and it was like we were all on stage like crying together it was great oh wow 
Yeah, uh, the first Boy Genius tour just happened, what was that, just a couple of months ago? November, yeah. Yeah. How, how did that go? Great. Yeah. I would totally do it again. It was so fun. Uh, amazing. Yeah. Like, uh, what was that experience like? Obviously, you know, the three of you have, you know, like, as you said, built up this huge momentum over the last couple of years. And I can imagine it must have been a real payoff to get to see it hit this new high, like, on a united front. You yeah. Know, as, as, as people have known each other for a few mm -hmm. years now. Yeah. Yeah, totally. <laughs> I agree. <laughs> <laughs> what was your, was there any particular highlights for you on, on that tour in terms of, like, places you got to play and anywhere you got to go, etc.? Yeah, we played the Ryman in Nashville. Wow, so that yeah. was, that was like, and that was our first show, which is crazy. Um, and then Brooklyn Steel, two nights in New York. That was great. Yeah, every single show is, like, magical and great. We did not play a show that was lame. We played... Like, Madison, Wisconsin, that was weird, and, like, it was great. Like, all the shows that we were kind of worried about, like, oh, that's a weird place, or who's going to come? It was. Yeah. It ended up being amazing. Yeah. Have you found that with, like, your own shows as well? Like, in terms of, like, being booked somewhere maybe that you've never been or that you don't know anyone in that neighborhood or anything like that? Yeah, yeah, totally. It's, like, I'm trying to think of the weirdest... A couple shows in Montana this year. I was like, who lives here? <laughs> <laughs> That's like up in the mountains, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, wow. What were those shows like? They were interesting. We played one place that was like basically like Roadhouse, the movie. Have you seen it? Yes. yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, wow. That would have been, that would have been surreal. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you, you, we, we talked a little bit about, I guess, like the character building sort of stuff. And do you feel like... I guess, you know, obviously you've been doing this for quite some time now. Like, do you feel like you've gained a bit more, like, confidence and self-assuredness as a performer as you've gotten to, you know, tour more and more and, and know, like, I guess your own abilities and capabilities as a performer and as they've developed? Yeah, yeah. Every, every year I, like, look back and think about how crazy it is that I was, you know, I felt a certain way at a certain time and... And so it's easy to, like, spiral and think, oh, my God, what am I going to think I'm doing a year from now? Yeah. Now, you know, like Inception thoughts. Yeah. But I think just, like, everybody's doing it and everybody has felt this way. And, yeah, it's comforting knowing that totally. it's, like, you're together in solitude. What do you think in particular has been the biggest learning curve for you in terms of touring and, and performing every night, et cetera, et cetera? Hmm. I'm, I think I'm getting better at, like, talking to the audience. Like, I used to kind of just, like, go up and, and play, and, and I think it's way more fun to talk to people. It's actually kind of hard coming back and playing these shows because it's, like, the very last part of the of this tour for my first record. Yeah. And it's super surreal. Like, I, I have to, like... I Basically, I have to make sure that I'm still making it interesting to myself otherwise mm -hmm. i'll just get so bored so like changing up certain stuff and, and like always adding something new to make it more interesting yeah. and yeah like are you playing your new songs at the moment or yeah 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 how's that been going great i think yeah it's been fun so that's going towards the the next record you're thinking towards everything that's kind of going ahead now yeah yeah 
That's a yeah, it's an exciting feeling, uh-huh. I imagine. It's 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 funny because you know when you start out, you know you just like I'm just happy to be out of the house, you know, and you know it gets to the point where a lot of musicians will know what they're doing in like 2020 now, you know yeah. what I mean? Just to have everything kind of laid out before you. Totally. Can be kind of intimidating. Oh, it's so weird. It's like <laughs> it's such a weird job to have where it's like, yeah, you I know what I'm gonna be doing next year at this time, yeah. basically. Yeah. Julian and I talk about that all the time. It's such a strange thing. Yeah, totally, totally. Uh, obviously, the most uh, recent thing, apart from the Boy Genius stuff, was uh, the record with Connor, as you mentioned, was someone that you were listening to a lot growing up. Like, uh, what is it like to be on the other end of that, you know, like, looking over at someone and knowing that, you know, you've you've spent so much time listening to their music and now, you know, there's this direct communication line where you're actually making music together it's so cool dude it's like endlessly cool i think i used to be more nervous around him even making the record i was a little bit intimidated yeah but we're so close now that it's the kind of thing where i can be like what what does that one line and that one song from casabega mean yeah and he'll like tell me <laughs> it's crazy it's like yeah. i i have like Just a unlocking li- all these teenage secrets exactly yeah. i have like a line in that i don't think a lot of people have which is so fun and and he had never really written with people before he'd been yeah, in bands sure. where, where they like brought stuff to the table more yeah and uh so yeah just like i think it's totally new for him to talk about what songs mean and yeah it's been great totally uh have you guys performed together much yet or is that something planning to do along the line yeah planning we have a tour in march and april um, Fantastic. Yeah, I'm really excited. Uh, we've, like, the only show, quote unquote, we've done is, uh, like, was, like, live on television, which was so nerve wracking. Yeah, I can imagine. Yeah. So, is that another one where you're just bringing in a bunch of, like, uh, friends and musicians to, to play in the band? And stuff yeah. Like that? Yeah. Beth Goodfellow on drums, who's awesome. She played drums on the Boy Genius record. Oh, nice. Um, Emily Retzis, my friend who's from Adelaide, is going to play bass. And then Christian Lee Hudson, who I brought to Australia with me this trip to open the shows and to play guitar, he's going to be opening the shows and is in our band. Brilliant. Yeah. yeah. So are you, are you going to be doing like your own stuff and like obviously it's stuff off the record, but are you, you like pressuring him to do some Friday Eye stuff as well? No, <laughs> I, I he, we're like pretty insistent about like not doing our own stuff, except that I think he's going to cover some of my songs and I'm going to cover some of his songs. Oh, nice. Which will be really fun. Fantastic. Yeah. What are you eyeing off? Ooh, I am, like, really looking forward to... I, I've done it for a while, but this song, uh, Bad Blood. Okay, yeah. It's, like, a deep-cut, brightest song. Um, and then I kind of want to do something, like... I'd, like, totally reimagine one of, the, like, the saddest ones. He claims he's going to do... My song "Funeral," which is going to be crazy, oh but my Lord. yeah, so yeah, it'll be weird. Oh, that's very exciting. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Well, uh, it sounds like everything is uh, full steam ahead, so it's a <laughs> very, very exciting times. Yeah. Uh, we'll wrap it up here, Phoebe. But before we do that, I ask this of all of my guests, and now it is your turn. I want to know about the best and worst shows that you have ever played in your entire life. The worst. I feel like we just talked about that like me and my band just talked about this maybe okay i'll start with the worst which was i think this year on that same trip that i was in montana and stuff right we played with sylvanesso oh, who's like lovely. one of, one of my favorites ever yes yeah, so like good. they rule amazing but 
Boise, it's weird because I'd also played another show in Boise that was pretty raucous and insane at the same venue. Yeah, right. But for some reason, this night in Boise, it must have been like a game night or something, and the show was pretty late, and people, like, were trying to party so hard and, like, screaming and, like, like... (laughs) Like it was almost we almost didn't finish the set. It was so crazy. Like oh my it was God. it was so loud and they felt so bad and I love those people. They're so nice. It, I felt so bad for them too. Like I was like, "Oh no." But yeah, they were being pretty raucous and then there was like this really really drunk girl like getting in a screaming fight with her boyfriend like right in the front row. Oh my God. So I think we played fine, but it was just like one of those crazy <laughs> nights. Um and then I'm trying to think the best What was like the best show ever? Ooh, the Eau Claire Festival last year was one of the funnest things I've ever done. It's like Bonnie Bear, Justin Vernon has a festival with Aaron Dessner from the national. And, uh, and we played on this like circular stage and the, they didn't announce the lineup. So I was like, there aren't going to be any of my fans here. Like nobody's going to come to see it. They literally said this at times like the day before. Mm. And it was just magical, perfect, tons of people, I was like, how did you guys do this? And it was just, like, I wasn't expecting it at all. That it was so, genius. so nice. Oh, man. What are those two guys like to work with? Oh, my God. They're the best. They're so nice. Yeah. So awesome. I, I toured with them. I, well, I played shows with Justin in the beginning of last year. That was another one that was great. That was another, like, total life highlight. And then I played shows with the National this year, like, later in the year. And it was just it's so special. Oh, beautiful. Yeah. Oh, that's amazing. Uh, you always want to hope your heroes are going to be nice people, right? They're great. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. For every arsehole, there's at least five good people. Exactly. Right? <laughs> it's true. The Boy Genius EP is out now. It, is out. it will be out still by the time you hear this. <laughs> uh, as will be, let me see if I can remember this, Better Living Community Center. Better Oblivion. Better Oblivion. Damn it. But although That's I even think, better. I think I want to sp- I want to like spread rumors or like start confusion. I, like I want better... Bolivian community theater <laughs> and stuff. Yeah, just keep changing exactly. it. Exactly. <laughs> like our next record is called that. Yeah, yeah exactly. Just, just see how much you can change it until someone starts noticing. Totally. Yeah, just change the the letters up on the marquee yes. every night. Yes. <laughs> That's my plan. Beautiful. Uh, Phoebe, thank you so much for your time today. Really, really appreciate it. Thanks so much. I'm David Ginger and all my friends and partners. <laughs>